Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Uh, Rico, check and see if you can see the Facebook feed. Check on your phone real quick. See if it's up. Okay. Um, see if we can do that. Uh, as Jay and I were talking, uh, a couple of things came up. And he brought up the thing about what football does, what sports does for us as a community, as a society. Um, Rico has been diligent in finding um, one of my favorite clips. And it's Coach Bill Curry talking about the huddle. And each sport has its huddles, but this is what it is. The football huddle is a metaphor for our culture, imperfect like all metaphors. In that huddle is a bunch of folks that are black, brown, white, red, yellow, liberal, conservative, Muslim, Jewish, Christian, Buddhist, and Hindu. We are slim, fat, short, tall, fast, and slow. We are analytical people, and we're impulsive people. We have some of the finest men on earth, and heaven knows we got a few rounders. We have been through the fires of Bear Bryant and Bo Schembechler, or some such coach that knows exactly how to extract every ounce of our energy. Americans see all that, and they resonate with it. They crave it. They take it and us into their hearts. The men who are in a place in the huddle have experienced the miracle of team. The training camp experience is unbelievable. It is day after day, week after week, two-a-day, three-a-day practices in the heat, often in 14 pounds of equipment. Many drop out, numbers thin, and everybody thinks about quitting. Trust me, everybody. For those who do stay, there is the opportunity to participate in the greatest team sport ever devised. It is the only sport in which every player needs every teammate on every play just to survive. We learn ever so slowly that our differences do not matter in the huddle. When we trudge in after each interminable workout, we know that sweat smells about the same on everybody's body. When we get busted in the mouth, that blood that trickles is the same color. Everybody's tired, everybody's hurt. It is in this process that the miracle occurs. Men who've been raised to hate each other's guts become brothers. I've seen racists reformed. I've seen the most unlikely hugs after victories or losses. I've seen inner city kids invite country boys from the mountains to go home with them for Thanksgiving dinner. And I've seen those invitations accepted and reciprocated, thus changing parents' lives. Our players become brothers for life. It is what America is supposed to be, could be, might be in our best dreams. Whew. I get the feel when we, when, I, look, it, that's what sports does. And when I talk about how, what sports has done for me and what it allows me to help do for others, two things come to mind. One, there are brotherhoods and, and families that are reshaped, right? The sports, you know, Jay, you probably think of, of 50 teammates that 
are closer to you th- th- uh, as not having the same blood allows, right? Yeah, for sure. Right? You can think of, <clears throat> about the things it's enabled you to be able to do, see, know. Um, we were talking about that early phase where I had a coach, and, and again, I, I, I can shout out this guy because what he did for me is what I would imagine, you know, you have several coaches who did for you. Right. But Del Norwood – uh, played for the Senators back in the day, played for the Red Sox, was a pitcher, uh, father of Buffalo kicker Scott Norwood, was my high school coach, and demanded that I get my academics in order so that I could go to college and play baseball. Yeah, and that's he said, huge. Yeah, and he said, look, I know you you, you have football offers, and that's that's easy. He goes, I know you have track offers, and that's easy. But working hard enough to be great at baseball and and, and in the classroom is going to change your life. And I I, I fought him on it, Jay. I fought him on it. As as every uh, teenage kid does. Right? And then he he did the thing, and this is is why I said we need to learn to eat in each other's homes. Because Del Norwood, on his own accord, grabbed his son – Scott, and drove to the black neighborhood that I lived in at night, stood out front and wanted to have the conversation. He went into the house and saw how I lived right, and then wanted to stand out front of that house so that the neighbors would come and engage him because there was these two white guys in my, in, in this all black neighborhood. Right. Right. And for him to have conversations with them is like, let me tell you about this young man of yours. Let me be here for that young man of yours. And he invited people who don't normally get invited to come see me play baseball. And I guarantee you, none of these folks had ever come to a high school baseball game. Right. It hadn't happened. They'd come to high school football games. They'd come to high school basketball games. But they had never come to a high school baseball game because it's just black folks weren't playing it. He then did this. He asked them about their companies and what they did for a living and made them fans. And then he gave them permission to call him if they ever saw me doing something that wasn't beneficial or good for me. No. Right. Let 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 that sit for a second. Like Jay, we've been in those rooms. We know when a coach cares. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's a sense that you got, and it's definitely it's more about his actions, actually. Right. Like he got up and came to a, ne- a neighborhood and made himself uncomfortable because it was good for me. Right. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman. 
Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible. They engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. And it's great. I mean, that's the right? greatest thing about coaching, and you talk about recruiting, and, and you know, I think sometimes, you, you know, you're such in such a vacuum. You think like, oh, you go send a Nebraska letter to a kid. He needs to come, and they say, you know, you pour a little water on him, and, and you know, I call it the chia pet, chia pet syndrome. Think he's next thing you know, he's going to be a you know number you know one or two draft pick, and you know the rest is history. So, you know, I just think it's one of those things. Coaches have a big influence. Mentors have a big influence. Teammates is obviously part of that. You know, coaching is part of that because as much as you're teaching them about X's and O's, you're teaching them about life, and it doesn't matter at what point in time that you come across them. And that's the, you know, that's part of the deal when you, re, you know, recruit these kids, you know, I think sometimes recruiting, you know, you kind of look at players or guys that you recruit or people sometimes look at them as objects, you know, like robots, like you get here um, and you're just a part of the, you know, cog or, you know, you're a cog in a big deal and you just got to operate on, you know, straight autopilot. And there's a lot of things that go into it and, you know, let alone it takes a, a coach to to learn how how said player is either motivated or learns. Because some people are, virgi- are visual learners. Some people, you know, you got to kind of physically kind of guide them through it. And then some you got to let them, like, mess up a couple times and then they'll get it. So, you know, it takes a lot of patience. It takes, you know, coaches are is a, is a generally a thankless job, you know. Um, I would say it's the 80-20, you know, the the 80% makes it worth dealing with the 20% of the stuff that you don't, you know, that, you know, it doesn't work out in your favor. So, you know, look, uh, you know, you know, Nebraska had nat- national signing day or what, you know, the second one yesterday, um, capped off a, you know, decent class. And then now they're here. Got to get them in, in your program. You got to figure them out, right. You know enough about them to offer them a scholarship or give them an opportunity. Now see how they can grow and react to competition and opportunity is two different things. Like, yeah, I know, I think, you know, I saw somewhere where, you know, the big word was competition out of the, you know, Coach Frost's uh, press conference yesterday. Mm-hmm. But then it's also opportunity as well mm-hmm. because it, you have to embrace competition, which is always going to be there, but it's magnified here. Then you also have to embrace opportunity because, you, you know, the opportunity is kind of what can motivate you, right? The opportunity to play, to start, to reach your dreams. But you, if you don't embrace competition – and step up to the competition, you won't be able to take care or take advantage of your opportunity. So, um, look, I mean, you know, the dynamics of, uh, the, I want to say mental state, but how maybe guys have operated, you know, in the past last couple of years is, is, uh, going to be put to the test by the, by the two things I just mentioned, competition that's coming in, the competition that's 
going to be within said room or said position and the opportunity that's, again, out there for you. So even though if you played some, uh, that doesn't mean you're going to be guaranteed to play the same amount or, or more the next year. You know, there is no, for the most part, cemented guys on the roster or positions. You know, like you can forecast, you know, a couple guys that you know or three or four guys that you kind of just think off the top of your head that's going to start. But um, in a lot of position group rooms, it's a, it's a big battle. I mean, um, and it's, it's not necessarily the guys that maybe they brought in. But maybe it's the the opportunity opportunity that the guys were say like redshirted last year. They have to take advantage of it because on the flip side, you know, um, like Thomas Fedoni has a great opportunity, right? You got Volkolik out, and this is a, he, he needs to you know get reps, and he's coming off an injury. But you know, he's going to be going up against guys that are in a very very competitive room and in a in position group from you know the back four and the second level and outside linebackers so there is no days off so you so it's like you know you might you know be with the ones and you're going against a two or a three but that two or three very easily could be a one by the end of spring ball or in fall camp so you're going to get everybody's best shot now what it'll do is make everybody better and then you uh you know hey roll that ball out there and let's see who wants to go get it and run with it so it's it's a it's a very unique unique time in uh in my opinion nebraska football um but I think it's a it's a great time because, you know, when you're backed into a corner, you're going to, you know, fight or flight, I think is what it's called. You're going to make it happen. And I always say, I was talking, you know, to a couple guys uh, last year. I was like, look, in, in life, you know, forget f- sports. Sometimes you're backed into a corner by somebody else or some other thing, right? Or sometimes you actually back yourself in the corner. At most, the end of, most times. Well, most of the time. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're backed into a corner, right? So there's only one way to get out of that bad boy is do better and, um, and, and fight your way out of the corner. So, you know, I think they'll be fine. I think that uh, it's a, it's, it, I'm interested and, and excited for some of the guys that, you know, probably were salivating to play, get the opportunity, and, you know, nobody's going to be on the cupboard. So, if you're, <laughs> dude, if you're a walk-on and you can play, you're going to play. If you are uh, – well, I mean, if you're coming it, off injury, you're going to play. Is it an is it an authentic start over? It has, yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's not. A, I don't think it's necessarily a start over. Okay. You know, it's, you know, you didn't blow up the whole program and you know all that. I think that it's a revamping. I guess would probably. I don't know. I mean, I'm not in the marketing, but you're revamping. You revamp the coaching staff, so you're going to revamp some of the energy and some of the um, expectations uh at said positions and through you know one side of the ball and then on the defense is like holding up to the standard and then exceeding the standard that you played at last year um and you know make adjustments to play even better so and I think that the uh, all the coaches are motivated and focused on on you know winning and and getting guys better and uh, I think they're letting the guys develop their you know uh, authentic leadership and then all that stuff will you know take care of itself I don't you know, if you're coming here to Nebraska looking for a handout as far as, like, give me a position, this isn't the year. And I don't think it ever was like that, but this is not the year. You can't – it's not – I mean, you got to go earn it. You got to go take it. There's Now, is everybody that got signed in this last class going to hit? Is everybody on the class before going to hit? No. Majority of the wins are going to come from 
the veteran guys on your roster and the guys that are coming in, ideally you're going to add, add to it. So, um, you know, that's where it's going to come. And they got a good basis. I know that's offensive line and defensive line. It's a tremendous opportunity, especially on the offensive line, where um, I think offensive line in particular, to me, coaching, um, motivating, and setting a standard is probably – and I, I, don't know, I know everybody – gets off on recruiting, but I think it, it's more important than recruiting, developing, um, pushing. And, uh, cause you're dealing with five guys that you got to get to act as one. Right. And I always say offensive line isn't hard to play. It's, it's hard to develop because you got to have leadership, right? You can't be an individual in that, in that sense. You got to work as one. You got to make sure everybody else is, is doing well and you got to move together. I think one of the things that Donovan, or Coach Rayler always say, talks about is like moving together, move as one, and because um, you're gonna make them. It's not a, it's not DP makes a mistake. We got beat. We got to do better. If the if a link in the chain don't work, the chain don't work. Yeah. That's how it works. We'll toward the break here. Uh, we'll come back, Jay. I'll ask you to give your scouting report on on yesterday's commit. Those folks, you can give us. Were the little, two? Yeah, give us the two. Give us a little Jay Foreman. Or the two? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah. hey, hey. we'll do that. We'll we'll do that when we come I'll, back to old see, school. Man, get, get it together. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.